It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. God, it's ages since I've seen you. I know, it's years, jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I should just move in, really. <laughs> I think so, at this stage. Did you recover from all the mind games with my Keith? Keith Barry, oh. oh my God. And the kids were listening back to it and they mm. loved the, the flamingo picture. Oh, stuff. It was great fun. You'll treasure that. You'll have to get it framed, framed. And, and keep yeah. it for posterity. Margaret Madden is with us. It is Book Club Thursday on Late Lunch. And in a moment, she's going to tell you what her book of the month is. But she has more great recommendations besides... And we have five beautiful books in a pack here to give away to one of you. And I'll give you the question shortly on that one. OK, so let's begin 2020 with your first book of the year for the month of January, which is... It is Three Hours by Rosamond Lupton. Why this book? What, 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 what has really rocketed this book to the top of your list for this first month? Well, I got um, an early copy of it there before Christmas and, and delved into it over the Christmas period and literally read in one sitting. I did not move from the spot I was in. I sent. I, I did, briefly stopped actually to send a WhatsApp downstairs to my children to say, you can make your own dinner. I'm No way I'm putting this down. Really? Yeah, yeah. So this is fascinating. Um, it's a thriller as such, but with such a story. Um, it's set in rural Somerset in a school that is under siege, um, being held by a gunman, an unidentified gunman. And you have the snow is coming down, the atmosphere is icy and tense anyway. Um, but you get from all different sides of stories. So you're getting from children who are, are barricaded into the school library with um, an injured headmaster who's been shot. One student has literally has her hands on his chest trying to keep him alive. Um, they're trying to get internet connection to the outside world to let them know what's going on. Um, then you have over the other side of the school, it's a, it's because it's rural. They have like a pottery shed down way down the other end, and the junior kids, the you know the your kind of junior infants, senior infants are are over there making stuff. No idea what's going on outside, but the teacher does, and she's getting them to make things to put on the windows so the gunman can't see in. This kind of thing, you know. So there's this tension. Then you have the seniors who are in the drama um, part of the building, which is completely locked in so they're technically safe they know what's going on it takes them a while to find out and then but they're performing Macbeth um, what, what the how ironic yeah so what the teacher does is gets them to continue on with the rehearsals so that they're not too stressed about what's going mm. on outside it's very very clever really really well done and also in the mix is a casualty of war-torn Syria. That's correct. A, a young lad called yeah, Rafi Burkhani, 
who's suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, he's out walking, looking for his brother. He just wants to get to his brother. He's after getting him all the way from Syria mm. through horrendous times. And he, because he's younger, he's in a different part of the school. So even the little crackling of twigs, he's not sure whether they're snipers gunshots or or whether they're what's yeah. going on around him nature-wise. He's terrified. and And the little boy is even more terrified. Yeah. He wants his brother because he's very small. And in the mix here is Islamophobia. There are parents, you can imagine, you know, who mm-hmm. are hearing about this mm-hmm. and their children are in there. Yeah, there's one mother in particular who's trying to get in contact with her son and she starts off with just text messages, please ring me, ring me, ring me. But then she just, it's, it's you know, getting into your car and driving to the school but not being able to go past police barricades and not knowing what's going on with your child. Mm knowing there's a gunman on the loose. And, you know, it seems like a very far-fetched idea, but it can happen anywhere. It's not. This was rural Somerset. You know, yeah. it's... it's. I this know we happened. read a lot about it in the yeah. States, but it can happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere and brilliantly written. Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, like it, it's frightening, I have to say. It mm. is and, and uh, something that has happened and, and will happen in the future, sad to say. But in the midst of all this, in the, in the terrifying situation that people are in, there's human togetherness, mm. hope, bonding, yeah. you know, all this type and of stuff. And that despite the fact that the children are desperately trying to communicate with the outside world for that, for those three hours, which is it's done in time wise, you're kind of like a countdown. It's very, very, very good. Um, how they realise they start looking at each other. They realise that they need each other. Yes. That your phone can't help you in this situation. Mm. Three hours it is, and it's all about three hours in this seed scenario. It's written by Rosamond Lupton, and it is Margaret Madden's book of the month on Late Lunch Book Club for the month of January. Definitely. Comes yeah. with a five star. She wouldn't even go down and make a cup of tea for herself. Never mind, look after the rest of them at home. What's <laughs> happened them down the stairs? That'll tell you how good this book is. You just got to get it. Now, and disclaimer read it. my kids are old enough to cook for I themselves. <laughs> just in case anybody's really well, social listen, services. Listen, we have do gooders out there. You'll be hammered on social media so you can't say boo but there's the, 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 the keyboard brigade and they're on your back you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about anyway that's the book of the month on late lunch let's move on to your non-fiction and I have to say I bought this book for Miriam for Christmas because she is an avid reader and this book I bought it because I saw this lady on the Graham Norton show mm, mm. and I didn't put I came in late to the interview and then I only realised hold on a minute this is the book that they were talking about there so it is your non-fiction book is Lady in Waiting by Lady Anne Glen Connor and it is an extraordinary story mm. by Annie Mish. Yeah, I mean, I how did I come through? I, it was through reviews that I came across it. I watched The Crown. Um, I didn't realise that who Anne Glenn Connor was while watching it, just that she was her lady-in-waiting and she was on this beautiful island. Yes. I didn't... And that was Princess Margaret's lady-in-waiting. She was all her life until she actually passed away. Yeah, yeah. and they, do you know what? They were just best friends. That's mm. what comes out in this book. Um, it's not all about her though, as in Princess Margaret. That's actually quite a small part of um, Anglin Connor's story. It's, it's her phenomenal life. She's what, she's in her 80s now and mm. she, she's only now getting to voice what has happened to her. And that royal circle, you know, the bizarre life they lead and how they literally abandon their children to be brought up by nannies. And then that inevitably in some shape or form is going to come back and haunt you which it did it for her case she had um, three sons and two daughters 
um, the first son became addicted to um, heroin and no matter all the money in the world and all the rehab in the world, they could not cure him mm. of his addiction. Mm. Um, they tried cutting him off. They tried the opposite, offering him money to stop, a property, you know, everything. No a, use. An addiction and is addiction died. no matter where you he come died. from. Yeah. Um, then you also had her other son. I get confused because so many horrible things have happened to her. She had another son then who um, got AIDS. Um, and this is way back in the early 80s when it was such a taboo subject. Uh, but she was very, she was blessed by Princess Margaret, really, really helped her. And um, then Princess Diana came on the scene too, mm. you know, so there was all around that time. But, but no, died. but they were ostracised. Yeah. He died. He died as well. So that's two yeah. sons you lost. And the other thing is, she had a third son. Yeah, she's the third son who was in a horrendous car crash and oh, was, um, was in a coma for months yeah. and months and months. Mm. And she refused to give up on she him. She nursed him literally nursed him and created this nursing kit, this coma kit that yeah. people should use with feathers and stimulating smells and everything. And, and and he woke up. He did. And he was in the audience on the Graham Norton show. That's there right. he was with the two daughters as well. Yeah. And they were listening to their mother really talk in a no-holds-barred fashion oh, yeah. about aspects of this book, I have to say. But here's the thing about this woman. She was the first-born child of the fifth Earl of Leicester who controlled one of the largest estates in England. Mm. As a daughter, she was deemed a great disappointment and unable to inherit because she Correct. was a girl. Yeah, and that's still going on. Isn't that just yeah. shocking to contemplate? And there's a photograph of her, great photographs all the way through this book and of her at her christening when she's a baby mm. and her father holding her and the look of misery on his face. She mm. wasn't a boy. Why did she stay with her husband, Colin Tennant? He was Lord Glen Connor. Mm-hmm. 54 years and the most volatile marriage. And this fella was just oh, he was unfaithful, a chancer. unfaithful, oh, unfaithful, yeah. unfaithful right through his life. Yeah. And not a great dad when they were kids at all. No, no, nothing. And yet she stayed. I don't understand. She but loved anyway. him. She, Jerry, she loved him. For all his failings. But she also took her own dalliances on the side after a while. She yeah. says, I have to do, you know, I have to look after myself. Oh, yeah. So they had a fairly open, open marriage, marriage after a while. Yeah. She, she's no holds bar in the book. She'll tell you all about it. I mean, at the night of her honeymoon, as she talked about um, with... Um, she was, Graham Norton. Yes. She was brought to a sex club in, in yes. Paris and she was at this stage a virgin and a, she nothing. looking forward to her wedding night but yet she was brought to like a, to this place. a, a, a like it was a bit like a swingers club yes. and they were like do you want to join into her and she was like um, thank you very much for the offer no, but no thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> and that bugger uh, Colin Tennant uh, mm. her husband left his fortune to a former servant. That's what he did in the end of that the day. That shocked her. Yes. That really really shocked her. She was not expecting that. She yeah. talks about as well the fear during uh, the IRA bombing campaign in London where yeah. when one of our sons went and posted a letter in a post box that blew up very shortly very afterwards. shortly afterwards and she just thought that the child could have yeah, been killed. Yeah and the founding of the island of Mystique you know yes. how they bought that and, and then they ended up having to gift a part of it to Princess Margaret because of a slip of the tongue. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know all the good like I just see like and, and this is she was close to the Queen as well she was at the coronation yeah. she had to be. Her you know, mother being, was the Queen's Lady in waiting. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you mention Mustique, that island in the Caribbean, it became a safe haven, not just for Margaret in, in, in our time, and she had a, a substantial property out there. Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Raquel Welsh, major politicians, you name it. Listen, it was the original Love Island it with was. drugs, rock and roll, drink, you know, and all away from the paparazzi, which is 
I have to yeah. say, uh, we have the book at home and I'm dying when I get my turn to read it. Yeah, and it's great. You recommend yeah, it highly. It's sure. Lady in Waiting, My Extraordinary Life in the Shadow of the Crown by Anne Glenn Connor. Now, we're just heading to a short break and Margaret wants to talk to you about a few more books before she leaves us today. We have a lovely gift pack. It is, isn't it, Margaret? I see Cathy Kelly in there, Claire Allen, who was with us yesterday. We're going to talk about that book in a moment. Uh, we also have Michael Harding's brilliant book, Chest Pain. There's five books in total in the pack. Would you like them? Here is my question today. Margaret's book of the month for the month of January on Book Club is Three Hours by Rosalind Lupton. How many seconds are there in Three Hours? That's what I want to know. Answers, please, to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. More books for Margaret in a moment. I just better clarify, I'm looking for, for the book pack on Book Club today, I want to know how many seconds are there in three hours? Not minutes. Not minutes. Does, you know you know how many minutes is in three hours. How many seconds are in three hours? That is the question, just to clarify. Now, a lot of you have got that, but others may not have been listening carefully. How many seconds in three hours for the book pack? Number, please. That number, what is it? With your name and details to 086-1800-658. Now, let's move on, Margaret, to your pick in fiction this month. And we're back in Primrose Square. Yeah, it's Claudia Carroll, the women of Primrose Square. Um, I spoke last year about the secrets of That's Primrose right. Square. Well, this is, you know, I wouldn't call it a sequel because you don't actually have to have read the first one at all. But we're back in that location, which is a kind of a a lovely uh, area in Dublin with a kind of a park in the middle and beautiful old houses, three storey, you know, that you wouldn't even know is there. These places exist, yeah. you know. So we're back there in that square, but we have new characters. So we have Frank uh, Woods. It opens up with this where it's his 50th birthday party. And he doesn't think anybody is coming. Everybody has an excuse. And, oh, sorry, I can't make it. There's a match on or I'm away golfing that weekend. So he walks into his house, not expecting, you know, a big surprise party. Um, But (laughs) they're not expecting what happens either. Because when they turn the lights on and go, surprise, Frank is dressed up as Francesca. (laughs) He's actually dressed up as a woman. And the whole thing just... Everybody goes, Frank? Is that you? Yeah, in a beautiful black silk shift dress and high heels. <laughs> Shaven legs and everything done to perfection. The works, the works. Anyway, he has a story. So that really is the central tenet of the book, Frank's story. It just surprises everybody. Yeah, absolutely. But, so, but there's another couple of uh, big stories running parallel. There is. There's also, we have... Um, Miss Hardcastle, mm-hmm. um, Violet Hardcastle, which she likes to be called Miss Hardcastle. She lives on the square in a house, the grandest of the houses, but in the worst condition. She's agoraphobic. She's been stuck in that house for years. She's cranky, cantankerous. She posts um, passive aggressive letters to all the residents like your daughter's music is too loud. And how do, how could she walk out wearing that skirt? And, you know, she leaves just off sends letters into all radio shows Jerry you probably had a few of those yourself <laughs> from you? her yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but she needs money and so what she does is she uh, leases out two of her rooms one of which goes to Frank uh, because Frank's wife uh, well, naturally, Gracie says, is a little bit upset about what's happening. Yes, yeah. So you better become a lodger for the next while with this lady. So, but in yeah. a way, you know, she has been, as you say, all she has been. But yet, she provides refuge for this fella. Well, she she has no choice. She yeah. would rather not, but yeah. she's no choice. She needs the money. And then, uh, fast on the heels comes Emily, uh, the next lodger 
who is a friend of one of the girls on the square that's a tenuous link it doesn't really matter mm. she's just out of uh, recovery she's yeah. an alcoholic mm. so you have her story and herself and Francesca which um, Frank now wants to be known as become really really good friends uh, Violet is Violet some woman for one woman you know um, yeah it's great Claudia is brilliant she's brilliant she? it's Just funny brilliant, it's smart Claudia, it's Karen. astute and yeah. to be able to talk about transgender so openly mm. and with with wit and warmth uh, yes. really I really enjoy it I think that's the, the thing about this book three really serious topics but dealt with in a heartwarming way oh yeah and really funny yeah. You know, yeah, um, very like Marion Keys, like there's very serious subjects in there, but done in such a way that you can almost picture yourself among the groups, you know. There you have it. The Women of Primrose Square by Claudia Carroll. Follow up to The Secrets, which was fantastic as well. No connection, a standalone book from that if you haven't read yeah. the first one. You, you don't need to have read there's the first one. There's a link, one. but it's, you yeah. don't need to have no, read it. you don't. Yeah. You don't indeed. So your thriller is Claire Allen, the mm-hmm. liar's daughter. She was here with us on Late Lunch yesterday. The grand chat were as well. Yeah, The Liar's Daughter. I, I love Claire Allen. I think she's amazing. She's really transformed. She went from a romantic fiction writer all the way through to the thriller. And this is the third of her thrillers that came yes. out last week. And it is. it opens up... Um, where you know this man is dying, Joe. Yeah. And he, it's kind of obvious from the beginning he's not a very, very nice man at Mm. all. So he has a daughter and also a stepdaughter. And... I won't. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. No, I either. spoke a lot about it yesterday. Did you? Will you Mc- go then? Yeah, well, Joe McKee <laughs> is the man's name, and he has cancer and he dies rapidly. And his daughter is Kira. The stepdaughter is Heidi. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, everyone comes round him with this diagnosis and this illness. Yeah. But he does die rather rapidly, even for a cancer diagnosis. And then we're into a. Who done it? Really? I was yeah, saying this to Claire it, yesterday, absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, a policeman arrives at the door saying, "Listen, um, yep. yeah, I know that there's something has shown up on the po- on the kind of the post mortem, and uh, the five of you that were in the house, we think that one of you has mm. has killed him. We think you may have smothered him." And it deals with a really sensitive and serious topic as well from the past abuse. It does. It deals with sexual abuse of um, a minor yep. and. It doesn't, though. I wouldn't let it put you off by going, oh, I'm not reading about that stuff. It's more about how that minor grows up and what happens to them as an adult. I had to think of you yesterday when I was talking to Claire, not not to spoil. No, you you keep saying that I'm a devil at times for giving too much. Don't spoil it, don't spoil it. And it it is, look, it's a book you should pick up and start reading and it'll take you through this. Real believable characters. Hell of a subject being dealt with there and a who done it all mixed up. Literally don't know till the last. Absolutely. Yeah. The twist is marvellous at the end, I will say. So that's Claire Allen, thriller picked by Margaret Madden on Book Club called The Liar's Daughter. And we had Claire with us on late lunch yesterday. And finally, to round off for your classic. Yes, you've picked this book called War Doctor by David Knott. Yes. Why? Now, I don't have a copy of it with me for the photograph or anything because I listened to it on audio. Yeah. It came up on my borrow box list and I thought, oh, I like the sound of that. Mm. And this is, uh, it's not out long, so you can't call it a you know, traditional classic. But in my opinion, everyone should read this. Every age, every gender, every nationality, whatever language you speak, you should be going out and getting a copy. It is absolutely, wonderfully honest. Uh, astute. Mm. Graphic. 
Yeah, graphic. I mean, he's a war doctor. He's a he goes to he's a humanitarian, so he flies over with the likes of um, Medicine Sans Frontieres. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Um, you know, and goes into the worst scenarios in in the in the world. Mm. So we're talking about Aleppo. We're talking about um, Afghanistan, Haiti, Gaza, Sierra Leone, Iraq. He goes everywhere to try and save lives. Mm. And he's been a surgeon for 25 years. He's volunteered. And those places you mentioned there, Mm. some of the most dangerous places in the world. Shrapnel, bombs flying all around you. Mm. And here's this man in there trying to... uh, Yeah, often with a gun pointed to his head just to try and get into the places, not even get out. Um, He's very honest all the way through. He talks about his own mental health and how, you know post-traumatic stress disorder you have to suffer from it if you mm. he's operated on people outdoors with no no uh, help um, sometimes he arrives at these camps um, and there are no trained people there maybe there might be a midwife uh, yeah. there might be a nurse and as we both know sometimes they know their stuff mm. better than, than the uh, doctors that are in the room so then he also began campaigns to train these um, people properly to deal in the most harrowing situations yeah. um, without machinery, without blood. That seems to be the biggest thing. They have no blood. So they have to choose to let people die because they would know that they would need, say, 40 litres of blood to keep that person alive yeah. while performing surgery. Mm-hmm. And yet the person beside them only needs one litre of blood. So they will let the one who needed the more blood die to save the one who didn't. You know, would you say like, and and you've read more books than most. Yeah, it's not a book for the meek. Um, we can't be meek in our in our. We live in a world where we're very sheltered. Yes, I think everybody should read this. I really do. To get an an understanding. To get an understanding of how lucky we are. We we do complain about sometimes the most trivial things. I'm forever giving out about bloody Wi-Fi. Mm. You know, Mm. uh, it just makes you put your own life into perspective. Yes, there are some harrowing stories, but we can't walk around wearing blinkers. Mm. This man is absolutely amazing. And there are doctors like this all over the world. This is a recent publication. Yeah, I think like a year and a half ago. And and just come back to the point you made there. You listened to what about audiobooks? Just as a general yeah. comment, I've never asked you this before. Thing, yeah, we yeah. have to come back to this. Yeah. What about the an audiobook compared to reading the, the the real McCoy, the actual hard copy of the book? I well, he read it himself. So if you can get an audiobook by by so the narrated by, read this. The, it makes a huge difference. Okay. for sure, and um, when especially with nonfiction. Yes, um, I, audiobooks saved my life, Jerry. From when I was in hospitals, and I. I because of my own medical condition, I couldn't hold a book or my eyes were playing up so I couldn't read. Yes. Um, so I had audiobook constantly saved me from going bananas because I was long time in yeah. hospital. And when I came out of hospital and back to normal, able to hold a book, I thought I, I miss them when I'm in bed. So I always fall asleep listening to an audiobook because there's a timer on it that you yes. can say 15 minutes okay. or 20 minutes. And you can yeah. load down an app onto your and phone. it's so and relaxing. It's an app on your phone. Yeah, there's a free one from the library. It's called BorrowBox. It's on everyone's phone. You just need your library card number and away you go. BorrowBox. BorrowBox. Are you listening, folks? BorrowBox, if you have a library card number, down, download it and... It's linked up through the louds or if you're in me, it'll be a me. And it's all free. Now, sometimes you have to wait a while for a particular yeah. title, but there's always available ones that... They're free. Just try them out. If you don't like them after half an hour, turn it off. There Retur- you go. You return it then. Yeah. Anyway, it flies time. 
Tempest Fusion with Margaret Madden's here. Book of the Month is Three Hours by Rosamond Lupton. If you want to win the book pack and late lunch today, the question is, how many seconds are there in three hours? Five beautiful books could be yours. Get your answers to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. It's been a long time since before Christmas. It won't be too long this time. The short month of February. She'll be back. Margaret Madden. Until then, thank you. No worries. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 